Drew is busy. <laughs> must so he, be nice. It must be nice to be busy. I don't know. I don't even know what he's doing. He made up some lame-sounding meeting. What was that about? Like building something or other. Right, because they're doing the construction oh. on his on his uh, oh, high school did, campus. Does he like teach in a little like pod? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. So this is important to him. He probably wants to figure out when he's going to be in a real building. Yes. Fine. So, listeners, welcome to How College Works. It's Melody and I today. We are at the very tail end of our semester. I think Melody and I are both deep in paper grading mode. Yeah. Which is, I think, as exciting for us <laughs> as it, I think it is for the students when they're writing them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They act like, you know, like, oh, God, this paper was so boring to write. And I'm like, great, I can't wait to read it. <laughs> can't wait to read, you know, all 30 of them or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, which you know, all it, have something completely different to say. Not really. Mine tend to, although there are usually some themes that come through. I, my students write reflection papers, and so there's usually a number of common themes. Yeah, that's we, what I was reading this morning. From class to class, so it's, Reflections, yeah. Yes. Which I know students probably think are busy work, but I, I feel are absolutely necessary for them to sort of see the value of the class because as we're all tired and like, God, please let it end, they forget that they've actually learned quite a few things throughout the semester. And one of the goals for my one-on-one classes is to have this wider view of what science is around you and, and not just what it is in pop culture or what it's been in, in your high school or even college classes you've taken. And we can't really, I can't tell you that. <laughs> like, all, wow. I, all I can do is require you to do some things like a science journal and a reflection paper that helps you as my student to explore what that actually is for you. Because it's different for every, every student, although, as I said, there are often themes about what were good experiences, what were bad experiences, and you know, why students who don't like science don't like science. And usually that theme is some very uninspiring science teachers. Right, I feel, yeah. Happens the same with... Um, English. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I believe that. I would like to talk about something else today, since as we are in the home stretch and heading into summer, our students know what students do in the summer. They live that reality. But I thought we might talk a little bit about what faculty do during the summer. I suppose we can contrast that a little bit with what high school teachers do during the summer, which I've had a conversation with Drew about, so I can sprinkle that in as we go. So I might start with a question for you, Melody. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Of course, I'm getting a bajillion frantic emails. I don't know how to link documents. Ready? Who? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm focused. Okay. Mm. Sort of. <laughs> what are you doing over the summer? Uh, I mean, you're going to kick back well, with a peak, a lot of Barbados and like... No, actually, one, I can't afford to even fly to Barbados. <laughs> and two, I'm not sure I would have a lot of time to like have an umbrella drink in Barbados. Mm. But I, don't you just go home and chill when the semester ends? Mm. Not exactly. I mean, there is some chilling because there needs to be. Otherwise, yes. I will like probably die. Or kill your students. I wasn't going to say that. But I that's mean, probably just... a bigger possibility than just shriveling up and dying because sometimes I'm like, 
So I definitely need the break. So I do. I so on the fun part, I try to read things for myself as opposed to things. I mean, sometimes things for myself includes class preparation materials because generally I'm interested in what I teach. I have this stack of books over here, three yeah. of which are ones that I want to read. Yeah, I have or, or need to read. I think I have about. 15 or 20 books I want to read over the summer. I don't know that I'll make it. Um, I need to prioritize. <laughs> Sadly, I need to make a list about... <laughs> what you're going to do for relaxing. Yes, yes. Because uh, I have like a... To- my, my summer to-do list is probably 30 or 40 things deep so far. Mm-hmm. Including things like I have to do some assessment. We collected writing samples on assessment day. So I have to do scoring mm-hmm. with groups of people. And then put together all those things and write reports. Oh, I got that email. I probably should respond to that. Well, I already, like, organized it all. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> I mean, if you want in on it, let me know. Um, uh, I don't remember if I have time to be on it. Well, yeah, it's next week. <laughs> well, you get this a, is my life right now. I know. Yeah. Oh, I got that email. Uh, let me get back to you. It's already done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so, like, things like that. Like, And I'm doing, uh, well, we're doing a uh, vacation or summer workshop, which is, yep. like, a... A thing we do on campus for high school girls who are in- potentially interested in our, our school. And so I have to prep and do things for that. I have a conference I'm going to. Hooray. In the very exciting Knoxville, Tennessee. I don't really know if it's exciting. I've never been there. I'm sure it will be. It's probably going to be hot. Probably. But there'll be food. So. <laughs> uh, you don't have to dress as professionally. That's true because you're sweaty. So yeah. like the plus like summer conferences are... Not quite as formal as during the semester conferences. Sounds like some professional development, some keeping up with the field, and then like just basically prepping for next semester. So you're already looking towards fall. I'm actually looking towards spring as well because our three week break. (laughs) That is not enough time. Yeah, it's just not enough time to really do the things. So like several books that I want to read have to do with environmental writing and rhetoric, which is a class I'll be teaching in the spring. So I need to do prep for basically the entire year. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, there will be a couple of naps. (laughs) I won't lie, there'll be naps. I'll probably take a few days to go like hang out with my parents. I'll probably be treated watch. like a child. Well, I don't know. That's By the way, like... students, <laughs> that relationship you have with your parents, unless you really work on it, it basically freezes at eighteen. Oh yeah, they do try to like tell me stuff all the time. Like, are you where are you going? I was like, I am thirty-seven years old. Oh, they don't ask that. They do. They do like to know. Like I don't, but I don't like stay the night there or do weird things like okay, that anymore. Cool. And it's cheaper, but it's cool. Well, but I usually just drive down for the day. Okay. It's within that. My parents are not that close. So mine are. So I can be like, oh, gotta go home, bye, which is also helpful. Very helpful. But they do like to lecture you, like, no matter what about, you know, everything. Well, you know, if you want to save money, Herbert and her. And I'm like, yep. So that never ends. (laughs) Or whatever, Nate, fill in the blank parental advice. If you're staying under my roof, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't happen as much. It's usually not so much the ultimatum anymore. But No, I'm yeah. like, fine, then I'm leaving. <laughs> All right, bye. So visit some family. Yeah. Read a bunch of stuff. Read a bunch of stuff. Write a bunch of stuff. I have to write a bunch of, like, assessment reports and mm-hmm. proposals and stuff. I'm going to try to get some monies. 
for the writing center so I'm gonna try to like talk to institutional advancement which we haven't had them on but they're the money people who help hook you up with people who want to give you money yes and writing centers like you know they're cool yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, people want to give me money for like iPads or something. Yeah. So the assessment is part of your service to the college. Yes. The course prep is basically to do the teaching portion of it. The conference is your professional development. It sounds yeah. like most of your time is actually spent on doing work for your job. Yes. Even though you're not getting paid. Well, we're paid for nine months. We are paid for so nine months. So you could just go like soak yourself in Epsom salts for three months. I could. And you get paid the same amount. I can walk off this campus on whatever it is, like May 15th, or I don't have any yeah, idea I think what it might is. Be that, something like that. Um, and not have to worry about walking back on until August like 14th. Yeah, and I don't have to check my email. I don't have to do these things now. It may not be a great idea. It's not a good idea for me. Yeah. Because like I've some of this stuff I've purposefully scheduled during the summer. Mm-hmm. When you have time, like well, yeah. it's, I mean, especially usually it's beginning of the fall. I've spent my summer prepping as well, so I will be laying out schedules again or adjusting the schedules that I've had before. And be like, mm-hmm. well, that didn't quite work, or blah blah blah. Determining all of my homework, right. which are sometimes you get a new textbook edition, which is like. Thank you, people, for shifting all of the chapters around. Yeah, and thank, I have to you, work thank you for adding another chapter because <laughs> yeah. everything is thrown off now. Yeah, or they're like, we've updated our quizzes. And you're like, well, great, because everything I've been working on for the last three years has been built around those other quizzes, but that's fine. <laughs> or one of the books, which is actually I should add this this book here over yeah, there. Yeah, that book is that, also That on one my must list. be read. <laughs> I've already listened to it, but i got to read it. Yeah. I mean, but I have an astronomy textbook here. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm starting to feel pretty comfortable with the curriculum I've been using with Astronomy 101. It's probably about time to change it then. Right. Because I, cause that's the, the point at which I'm like, well, I know what's coming. Don't really need to, you know, worry about it so much. But it's also the time when I, that's the time when you as an instructor become less engaged with it, less sort of on top of it because you already know it. And so that's the period at which things start to go bad. Well, they just get lazy. Right. I mean, yeah, it's like, well, I don't need to go. I can just skim this. I don't have to read it carefully. But that's the that's the time when you start to miss things. That's when yeah, your that students is, read things and, right. and remember things that you're like, that's in the book? Yeah, I know. Like, oh, that's a, that's that's never, a problem. That never works for me because I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Oh, what page is that on? You know, like the professor who's been here a while who doesn't seem to know anything or, or care about anything. The part of that, that may be that they've been using the same stuff for the last 10 to 30 years. So this time for me to start thinking about changing my book, not because my book is bad, but because... Well, sometimes I don't have to change the book, but I'll change the assignments. Right. I need to do something differently so that it keeps me engaged, so that I'm innovating for myself, not necessarily making brand new, going to make some money stuff, but changing things around. Yeah, we don't get really paid for like making things better. It's just for ourselves and for our students. Yes, and for our students, and as junior faculty for keeping our jobs, that sort of thing. What else am I doing? Visiting family. Yeah. Do some of that. I have a conference this summer. Uh, no, but I need to. Uh, I need to apply for conferences. There's oh. a couple of conferences I'm planning on going to. Oh my god! Summer. You just said that. Guess what? There's a conference thing due today. <laughs> what time? I hope by midnight. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have enough brain power left. I gave it all to my students. Yeah, so I need to write up something for the for conference I want, I want to go to and, and present in. So I need to do that and probably run through a couple of drafts of what I'm writing. <laughs> I'm like my worst student right now. Oh, God, it's due in like five hours. I'll just whip something together. Well, I mean, I have, I have the luxury of time to possibly plan or fool myself that I'm going to do it this way. Like, I want to do it this way. I have other stuff that I've written before for a similar conference presentation, so I want to revise that. I'm just going to pop on my phone real quick and say. Uh, sure, go ahead. <laughs> so I might contrast this a little bit, or maybe more of the compare, with what came out with Drew and the conversation you know that I had with him about what he does over the summer. And actually, a lot of that comes in terms of professional development or working on familiarizing with the curriculum as we discussed earlier yeah so he's having to do his professional development and like his updating of his stuff right I mean they can do it whenever and he doesn't not paid over the summer either he's also in a nine-month appointment but they have to find the time to do it and so you can do it during this during the semester but you got to find someone to cover your classes and probably end up getting them paid so it's just easier to do it over the summer and take some time to do that. Oh, I was wrong. It's tomorrow. Oh. But it's 5 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. So that's for our time. Yeah. So I have approximately 24 hours. Hey. Which is better than, I guess, four or whatever. So that's good. It's in Kansas City this year. It's uh, the big composition conference. Hmm. And it would be silly for me. Yeah, because I'm so close to Kansas City. Yeah. But whatever. I will, I will say shout out to Kansas City. It is a fantastic city. Yeah, they got a lot of cool stuff. I almost said not stuff, but they have a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They really, really do. Well, and so like, so we have uh, an electric car. It's actually a hybrid, but whatever. It plugs in. Uh, and we were looking up like where the charging stations are. Mm -hmm. And outside of California, Kansas City has the highest density Go Kansas of charge, city. charging stations. Anyway. It has some really, I mean... So go check out the Arboretum. It it's has, good. It's, 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 it has yeah. a train garden. There's go good, to Union Station. Good. They have a bunch of trains there. My son likes trains. Can you tell? Uh, I've never been to the trains. Okay. No. But there's okay. good food. There is good food. There's a lot of barbecue. Kansas City does barbecue. Yeah, I had burnt ends for the first time. Like, you not, like that? Oh, uh, they're fatty. Like, my friend was like, uh, my colleague, my writing colleague, I almost said her name, sorry. <laughs> um, but she was like, oh my gosh, these burn-ins are so good. They're so tender. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, no, they're not tender. They're fat. <laughs> but anyway, they were they were fine. I mean, they're not my, I'd rather have a lean something. But so if you want to burn in. Conferences, professional development. Yeah. And there's going to be burn-ins if I go to the conference. Just Absolutely. I'm making a connection here. Absolutely. <laughs> So we we plan our own curriculum. It's on it's on us. Oh, as opposed to like as opposed Drew. to Drew, who their curriculum. I mean, maybe as a department or as a school might come together and make some choices. But basically, once the choice is made, then that's the curriculum, and so they need to be able to get up to speed on it. So, so I'm not like I was just thinking. Well, which would I prefer? Because like. Granted, we'll probably do a little more, quote, work because we developed the curriculum, mm -hmm. but at least, like, I get to teach what I developed, and so, like, but I, have you ever taught a class where you came in and someone's like, oh, well, here's so-and-so syllabus, if you want to just use this for the first semester until you get your feet, and yeah. you're like, 
Oh, and it's like wearing someone else's shoes who don't that doesn't don't fit, fit right. Yeah, for and the first so, basically two years that I taught, it was basically what I did. Yeah, that I, I so I'm not much. sure how I, I feel. Yeah, I mean, it, there's advantages and disadvantages to either way. But certainly where we are in the summer reading over the textbooks, you're like, do I, do I want to adopt this? And I can always stick with what I have currently if I don't want to. Well, um, you better be talking about in the spring because your textbook selections for the fall were already due. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, whereas for Drew, it's more of this has been decided. Instead yeah. of do you want to do this, it's here's what we're doing. Make sure that you get on the bandwagon. Can actually, <laughs> you know, teach that curriculum yeah. appropriately. I don't know. That would be weird. I think I'd be like, I would be less likely to take responsibility for guffaws in my class. You know what I mean? Like. You'd be like, oh, is the book... Yeah, or oh, I, would, I would never have chosen this book, or I would never have done this oh, assignment. No. Passing the buck like that kind of lowers your level I know, but I think I would be internal, but I think I'd still do okay. it. I think I'd be like, oh. Whereas whenever I make a decision, I'm like, God, why did I do this? <laughs> what was past me thinking? Past me often is not kind to future me. No. Or like... December Melody, who like anticipates what March or April Melody will want to do, is usually wrong. And I'm like, oh, December self was not not on the ball. Don't know what don't know what December me was thinking. <laughs> just, just doesn't seem smart at she all. She was really rude. I mean, there is some negotiation. I mean, this is always a thing with instructors. A little bit of a side is that you, it is relatively rare still, I think, for instructors to use all their own material. Mm. And so even if I'm doing different activities, I'm using a textbook. Right. And you're like, well, why do they say this? It's like, I don't well, know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, then I'll be like, I think what they mean is blah, blah, blah. You know, or what do you want us to do? And, and as you say, sometimes in my mind, I'm like, well, I didn't write this lab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think what it wants you to do is this. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Why did you say that? Like, mm. <laughs> That's true. And there are some, like, I really do write my assignments um, for almost everything, but a lot of them are inspired by things that are already in the textbook. Right. But usually I have to go through it and write it out, and I'm thinking, can I explain this? And if I can't, then I'm like, mm, I'm just going to leave that part out. <laughs> or I'll just change that to something I can't explain or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have stuff we can actually explain. But that's the beauty of those textbooks though that have the quizzes, that have the labs, that have the activities is that it's supposed to be connected and integrated into all of the stuff and it's supposed to make your life easier. That's true. It's true. Although it doesn't always work out. At this point I will draw a contrast between what we primarily do over the summer and what our colleagues at an R1 institution would be doing. They're researching their faces off and writing until yes. their fingers bleed. That's right. Well, that's also on my list. Not writing until your fingers bleed? Yes. I do have a, a journal article revision. Oh, nice. It's due, like, soon, so... You need to check that one as well. It's due, like, June 1st. Okay. But, like, that's really, that's, like, it's, yeah. like, the number one thing. If I hadn't scheduled this assessment stuff, it would have been the first thing on my list for the summer. Mm-hmm. So in, in physics, anyways, I can speak most strongly about physics, but I think it's probably fairly true across the board in STEM, is that summer is when actual the research happens. Mm-hmm. Is that during the semester, often your graduate students are taking some classes, because in physics we take two years of, of four semesters of coursework, and then it's all just working in the lab. But during the semester, the professor is having to teach classes. The graduate students might be 
taking classes and so just less can get done because more of your time has to be spent right. prep for class teaching class doing homework if you're a graduate student checking entering grades if you're a professor because usually your graduate students are the ones grading all the homework if they're in your tas and so when summer rolls around it's all like okay now let's get this going yeah. It's going to be dawn to dusk, research, all hands on deck, grad students, postdocs, nobody else has got anything else to do. If you got undergrads, it's time to work them. So are these the kind of things that like you have like summer assistantships for? Uh, so... Like if you're a student? If you're a student, what you're often going to be looking for is just to like work in the lab. For free? Did I get... No, I got paid. Okay. So if you work on campus, off, I think... Often there's an arrangement where you're going to be staying on campus doing some campus thing, whether that be research or working some other sort of job, and then you can stay in, in the dorms or the residence halls or whatever. So it's sort mm -hmm. of, kind of gets wrapped up as well, sort of a thing, so that you're still on campus. Or if you're staying in an apartment, you're yeah. still paying rent in that apartment. Uh, but you get paid to do that. From my experience, I talked to a professor in department at my undergraduate institution at Case, Shout out to Dan Akrib, who probably is doing other things. Not, not listening. Not listening to this podcast. And so, he's probably like, I know how college works, man. Yeah. He's, he's, been, he's known a lot longer than I have how college works. Uh, and so we just worked over the summer and then got paid. So I just worked in the lab, but I had talked to my professor, and they had had a professor who became sort of my professor, I guess about what are you doing, is it interesting, if yes, can I work in your <laughs> what lab? What if it wasn't interesting? Then I'm like, thank you for your time, and I go knock on the next door. I, um, I literally went door to door in the department in my sophomore So you didn't year. just take anything? Uh, no, I mean, there's, there's two things that need to happen, is that it needs to be something you're interested in, and they need to have funding to pay you. Suppose you could intern and do it for free, but in most college universities that are ones there are what's called a residential campus, meaning students live on campus. They don't commute in. They don't live nearby and then drive to campus or take the bus. But that means that in the summer, I need to pay for room and board or something. And having a campus job like working in a lab takes care of that, or takes care of at least some of that. I have a place to stay. So they need to pay me. If okay. I can finally be able to do it. <clears throat> so I literally just knocked on doors like, what are they you doing? They must get a lot more funding than the humanities because a very few number of courses that were offered, even mm -hmm. at a big state school, they don't offer like, you know, 20 sections of composition. No, they, yeah, they you know, it's more like five. So basically I ended up working in a lab kind of a little bit during the semester and in the summer I worked there basically full time. Like I went mm. every day into the lab and we did stuff. And so it's... Some of it is sort of preparing you to work on big things in the lab, and some of it are smaller scale things that just need to get done, or projects which are not the research of the lab, but things yeah. which are kind of like the outreach of the lab. You know, like, hey, let's design a, a demonstration for, for a class or for a science museum or something like that, and let's work on putting that together, and what would that look like? Wow, that is completely different from my undergrad experience and everyone that I know. <laughs> Maybe because I'm hanging out with a lot of science people, but we mostly went home for the summer. Like, mm -hmm. we moved back in with our parents, or we, like, got an apartment or something, We or we moved in together. 
and then we all worked like waitressing jobs. I think that's much more common for humanities because there's not as much like grant money it to just, pay. It was people. never really an option. I mean, yeah. like especially I didn't do my undergrad at a big state school, like a regional mid-sized university or whatever, and that just <clears throat> wasn't a a thing. Like every like the town was deserted because mm-hmm. nobody had summer jobs. Well, even at a big school like UW-Madison, that town empties out over the summer. Because all the undergrads go home. Yeah, because most of them go home. (laughs) There's only a relatively small number of on-campus jobs that are being paid for. But part of when a STEM science faculty writes a big grant grant proposal, part of it is to pay for the graduate students. Yeah, and part of it should be for postdocs, and part of it should be for outreach. That's like a big part nowadays, for like not just this crazy awesome research you're going to do, but what is the connection and benefit you're going to bring to the community? You know, so what outreach, science outreach are you going to do? And part of it is also for training the next generation. So some of it is money to pay undergraduates to work in the lab over the summer. And so there's money there which is set aside to do that, to pay undergraduates to work in that lab over the summer. And if you work in a big college or university, then there's probably some professor on campus who might be doing something you'd be interested in. It doesn't necessarily have to be your major, as long as it's something that you're engaged with and are going to work hard at. However, we're small. I don't have grants that would pay undergraduates. <laughs> that's not, that's it's not, not your bag. not part of my jam. Partly that's why I'm here, so I don't have to spend huge amounts of time during the semester writing grant proposals and writing papers to get published so that I have enough prestige to make big grant proposals or to make tenure. It's like that's not part of our culture here. But there's a program in the sciences called REU that stands for Research Experience for Undergraduates. It's a national program, but each larger school that takes part of it has usually an REU coordinator. Then what will happen is that you'll apply as a student from a smaller institution to go work in the summer at a larger institution. Oh yeah, okay. And so then usually that's fairly codified in terms of you'll be there for eight, 10 weeks, you'll get paid a certain stipend, they'll put you up so that you can buy your own food and they'll give you a place to live and there'll be a- Probably a dorm. Almost certainly a <laughs> dorm. You'll be in the dorms, one of the now empty dorms because everyone's gone home. And you'll work, you'll have a project to do, you'll work with the graduate students and the postdoc and the professor. It's not necessarily going to be like earth-shattering, but it's going to be something that they need done and you're going to actually contribute to that lab over those 10 weeks. And then you're going to have some, like, some bonding, forced, must-do things with other REU participants, and at the end you're going to give a presentation on the research that you've done. Hmm. I don't know of anything like that in my field. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't exist. I don't know, like, that just never really occurred to me as an undergrad. I mean, and I also tried to take summer classes. Yeah, if you're taking summer classes, you're not doing REU. I mean, no. Because they're, they're, the two are not really compatible. Right. I was always like, well, let me just try to get this credit out of the way. Or if I could afford it and I had summer aid or whatever. So summer for me was like, work a bunch, save what you can so you don't have to work as hard during the semester. Those are not quite the same things, but it's basically the same process of what should I be doing to help move forward. Right. What should I be doing to give me the skills or the knowledge or whatever it is I need that is most important to move me forward in my undergraduate? Sometimes that's classes. 
Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it might be like, just go home and sleep. Yeah. And recenter yourself because it's like that first year of college can be really, really rough when everything is so, so different. And it may be worth your time to just be like, you know what, I could do an REU, I could do summer classes, or I could just get myself back into a mentally good state. So when you come back onto campus on, in the fall, you have the energy to, to, to do better and to, and to improve as opposed to having worn yourself out. Hmm, I feel like I should be following that advice now as an adult. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. That's why there's gonna be naps. Yes, absolutely. I thought that professors just kind of, I, mean, I didn't even think about it. I didn't really, I mean. I, I mean, they, they just existed in their classes and maybe in their office hours if I went to office hours, which was a th not a thing that I did very much of. I was not a, I was not my own ideal student. <laughs> I was a student. Funny how that works out. Funny, yeah, it's funny. In the summer, your professors are basically spending much of their time preparing for the next school year, or as much as they reasonably can. Like part of you know, part of my to-do list, which is, I don't know, umpteen things deep, is getting my schedules laid out for all mm -hmm. next semester and, if, <clears throat> and the semester after, if possible. Um, yeah, because any jump start you can get on the spring semester, is, your December good. self will appreciate. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But I also own a home, which means mm -hmm. that part of my summer schedule is all of the work. Yeah. You know, all the things are like, well, this is kind of a big project. I don't want to like spool it out over two months while I do it over weekends. I can do it in a week over yeah. the summer when I'm just home. So, you know, learning how to drywall. Have fun with that. Yeah. I rent, so I don't have to do those kinds of things. But there are still like life things, you know, like yeah. I have a garden, I have to weed that. You know, I've got to mow, got to trim the stupid rose bushes. Because part of it is like we're, again, we're people. And so our, some of our summer looks like what you'd expect a person's summer to be. Yeah, like I got to like totally clean out the pantry and organize some stuff because it's got a little cray cray. <laughs> Right. There's just like some stuff that I need some order to my life. Like so I have like to-do lists for school, for work or whatever. And then I have like personal to-do list mm -hmm. stuff that involves like the garage or, you know, cleaning out the super refrigerator. I feel you on that. It's not good. <laughs> I think at the one hand, students think that we just kind of chill. And I kind of envy students of their summers. Because mm -hmm. I mean, my summer is no longer... It's not mine anymore. Yeah, when I was in high school, it was just like, whatever. Go to well, go to band camp and just sweet. chill. Well, and I think we t we take those things for granted. So if you are a student who's able to go home and sort of recenter yourself, mm -hmm. and your parents are supportive with that, you know, like be thankful for that. It's true. Because that's true. not gonna last very much longer. Like you know, three or four years tops, really, and then you're gonna be like having to do real things. Yeah, having that time to not have to do anything was a luxury. A luxury which many students don't have right right that they yeah. they get off in the summers like well it's time to go work a job because I gotta I got pay to the pay, pay. Yeah. <laughs> pay the bills yeah so summer is soon and everyone's like oh light at the end of the tunnel and I'm like mm. yes and no right I mean sure I don't know I feel like the tunnel is never ending a eh? so <laughs> Sure, there's a light, but I'm going to be walking this tunnel for 35 more years. Let it go. Um, and while it's a different pace, 
Like, there's a different pace. Like, there are times for naps. I can sleep in. I can, like, you know, do a couple things on my to-do list every day and just kind of methodically work through it. And I do have some headspace. I do have time for reading and doing those kinds of things. But I still have to go. Like, I have to keep going. I have to keep doing those things because it has to get done. Yeah. Um, so there's no, like, emerging from this tunnel being like, there's the sunlight. Now I can bask in it. <laughs> Yeah, for me, so I, I spend most of the summer being, well, I spend the summer being primary caregiver for my son. I'm the one who is basically on call for spending time with him all day, every day. It's a fair trade-off. I think it is. I think it is. And I can do that. I have the luxury of being able to spend basically the entire summer with my son. But I also, there's like at least an hour every day where I'm doing not projects on the house, but, okay, what can I get done in this next hour in terms of... Is that during nap time? That's during quiet time. He doesn't nap anymore. Oh, quiet dang. Time. He's quiet about it, though, for the most part. But, yeah, that's during quiet time. That's my hour to get work done. So where your ideal is like, well, now it's quiet time. Time for me to take a break or blah, 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 or, un, you know, unplug. And I have that's now no that's now my hour to, to mm-hmm. work on my next semester and to make sure that everything is scheduled and I'm up on everything like that. Do you think an hour a day is all you're gonna have to put in? No. No, I'll start working in the evenings and I'll start taking time during the day as we get closer to the beginning of the semester, basically, as it as we ramp up to it. I don't know. I try I think I try to work about four hours a day. On that would be better. Day. My wife, she's usually pretty good about couple times a week being like, all right, she and my son are going to go out and do something fun Yeah. give me time to work uninterrupted. I, and I think probably because she spends the two semesters basically being the 24-hour caregiver for our son and understands that having you need a somebody break. come in yeah. even for a little while to give you un- uninterrupted time to do whatever, even if it's like the work, Yeah. that it's really good. Well, I was, like, sort of excited about this being finals week, but now I've realized all I have to do, so... He's saying I should find another co-host. Uh, <laughs> so I'm tired depressing thinking you. about it. It's okay. There could be worse things to do. It's true. Four hours a day. It's not bad, really. It's not. And, I mean, sometimes I'm more productive than others during that four hours. It's manageable. It is, but I don't appreciate when people are like, oh, you have the summers off. Yes, but no. It's probably more correct to say we don't get paid for the summers. Right. Which is true, because we're on nine-month contracts. Yeah, absolutely. I could not work at all over the summer. It's not a good idea for me. We really probably put in something like most people, I think, half-time over the summer. Though, of course, our, our research colleagues are putting in 100% 100% time over the summer. Or more. Or more, yeah. So, students, professors, and your high school teachers spend far more of their summer than you probably realize preparing to provide you with quality instruction in the following semesters or researching their butts off because yeah. it's the time they have to do it. And that, I think, is our last episode for this semester. For the academic, well, I guess this academic year is. That, that's true. This academic year is coming to a close, and this season? Well, no, that's really the right thing to say. Uh, so, we're going to be on hiatus for the summer. 
Although, there might be a bonus episode if we, since we're doing a summer workshop. We are. So there's a possibility that there might be a bonus episode of the summer as Melody and I run a How College Works little session over the summer. So don't hold your breath, but if we can get everything together in our busy summer schedules, then we'll get that one posted as well. Otherwise, we will see you in the fall. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Happy summer. Yes, have a good summer. (laughs)